0: Welcome, I'm Dr. Liz, an entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, mom, and wife. This podcast is about hypnosis, but also about all kinds of ways to help you live your fullest life, to heal, transform, to play the long game and go after the joy. You can see more about me at drlizhypnosis.com. Hop over there to get a free hypnosis file to decrease fear and anxiety, or one to increase emotional stability. They're there just for you. I hope you enjoy the podcast as much as I do. Peace. Hey everyone, Dr. Liz here. Hope you're doing okay this week. My guest is Christina Woods, who's a hypnotherapist herself. It's always a pleasure to have another hypnotherapist on the podcast and get to talk about all kinds of stuff, hypnosis. Christina had a successful 20-year career in higher education when she was hit with severe vertigo. If you've ever had vertigo, it's where like you can't keep your balance and the room is spinning, that type of thing. It is awful. Okay. It is awful. It affects every aspect of your life driving, working, cooking, standing, all of that. So she happened upon a random hypnosis file on YouTube by Melissa Pierce called The Healing Vortex. I put the link in it. I put the link to it in the show notes so that you can easily access that. She began to listen to it. It began to help and resolve her symptoms. And then eventually she trained to be a hypnotherapist herself with the creator of that file, Melissa Pierce. So it's quite an interesting interview. We talk A lot about self sabotage and how we end it, and why the subconscious mind doesn't always feel like a partnership. We do very similar types of work, it sounds like. And so we discuss that as well. Like, what are we doing in hypnosis to heal deeper subconscious beliefs, to heal self sabotage in a lot of cases? So I hope you enjoy the interview, and I hope you're healthy and safe. Peace. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast.
1: Great. Thank you for having me, Dr. Liz.
0: Absolutely. I am really looking forward to our conversation because I know your real clientele is women who are also full of doubt or perhaps self-sabotage, right?
1: Yes, that's that's absolutely what I focus on because that's what I was for many, many years. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, the
0: vast majority of my audience is actually women. I think it's like 80, 82% or so at my last survey.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. I have lots of
0: female listeners or people who identify as female. And um, I think this experience of self-doubt is a very common one for women. So how did you, how did you come into this as your own specialty? You said uh, you lived that way for a long time. Is that why?
1: Yeah, I sure did. So, um, you know, I I grew up um, with a, a single mom and, you know, life life wasn't terrible, but life wasn't always easy. And I think on the outside, it looked like everything was pretty good. I was homecoming queen, straight A student, went to college and, you know, got married and had the picket fence and two kids and got mm-hmm. into this great corporate career. But, um That was my way of kind of overcompensating for the fact that I I never, ever felt good enough and was always trying to be super mom and doing what so many women I have found and I didn't realize at the time try, try to do, which is just be, you know, people pleasers and super mom and um you know don't worry about me i can do it i can i can work 60 70 hours a week and do baseball practice and make a great dinner and wear high heels and do all these things and um it wasn't till i crashed and burned that i i realized i had to focus on okay what's what's going on what am i not looking at within myself um that is broken is definitely broken so after mm-hmm. Um, after a divorce, after 25 years and and being in a corporate career for 30 years and just realizing I needed to make a shift, did I start to do some inner work and realize um, there were a lot of things within myself that um, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And so I did a lot of inner work and completely changed my life and mm-hmm. have just come into to some real freedom and um enthusiasm about what life can be like when you love yourself and mm. um and so do what me, you love. Before we jump into that, mm. what did your crash and burn look like? Yeah, so um my crash and burn look like um, well it started with it started with just deep unhappiness and constantly trying to prove myself. Um I was in kind of the cutthroat corporate world of um you know you got to do better you got to do better so always getting a promotion and mm-hmm. never being happy um always making more money and never being happy and why wasn't that mm-hmm. good enough and um you know kind of scratching my head after a while going all right what's what's going on and so um mm-hmm. i started i started looking within and doing some spiritual work and then my health started declining greatly. And, Mm. um, how, so like what happened if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually how I, I came about hypnotherapy too. Um, I, um, I had, you know, huge, uh, um, thyroid issues, um, adrenal gland issues, fatigue issues, Um, And the real crux was when I had um, a severe vertigo issue. Mm. Um, I was at a point where my oldest son had moved out of state. Um, I was divorced. My youngest son was about to go off to college Mm -hmm. and I had extreme vertigo. I went to about 25 doctors, uh, the best Mm -hmm. neurologists in the area, um, you name it. And nobody could figure out what was wrong. Really. yeah, no, no one could figure out what was wrong. It wasn't the ears. It wasn't the eyes. It wasn't, they couldn't was figure out what was wrong. Was this
0: like all day, every day, or it would just hit out of the blue? Like, how would it, how would it affect you? The first It ago? hit,
1: yeah, it hit out of the blue and it was all day, every day. Um, I couldn't work. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. So yeah, you, you can't you cannot, drive. No, you cannot <laughs> yeah. drive. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't, um, you know and so it, and and yet i knew in my gut that this had a lot to do with all of these changes going on in my world feeling really out of control and really um just in a bad bad place uh-huh. and um you know and when doctors tell you they don't know what's wrong and they're giving you different medication and and some medication started to help a little bit where i could start to work a little bit. And luckily I had a, um, a boss that was so loving and, and wonderful, but still, I mean, you have to work. It's not a long-term plan. Right, um, yeah. you know, you got to pay the bills. So, um, I, I actually found, um, Marissa Peer, how I studied hypnotherapy and she had just a, a hypnosis audio on YouTube. And I listened to it one night out of just complete you know, Desperacy and, and listen to it crying when I'd in my bed and it was called a healing vortex and mm-hmm. it calmed me down and it really just brought me back and grounded me and it did something and things started getting better and better and better. And mm-hmm. so I you continue
0: to listen to it.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Every day, every day. And I started texting my friends and sending them this audio and um, I started feeling better and better. And I I remember bouncing into the neurologist's office and just being so excited, like, I found something that's making me feel better Mm -hmm. and him just looking at me like I was crazy. And... (laughs) And, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, you know, he was well, it's he interesting.
0: Would, Cause it's not even like, it wasn't specific to vertigo. It was just a general wasn't.
1: hypnosis that you're listening it, to. Right. It was called the healing vortex. And it, uh-huh. it was kind of like this, um, idea of, a of a vortex, like a, a, a tornado coming through the top of your head, down your whole body and kind of cleansing out thoughts and feelings and then even physical things from the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet got it and um and so whatever thoughts i had or emotions or feelings or even physical issues you could kind of make it your own it was very generic it was on youtube it wasn't specific to me even yeah yeah and um it was that powerful that i thought wow and then um so that that was very very eye opening how powerful the mind was and I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a career change and I didn't know what it was. And it just kind of started a self journey of, um, healing and picking away and peeling the onion about, um, dealing with my own pain that I had been too afraid to work on and Mm -hmm. how freeing it felt when I did that.
0: Yeah. So give me a, an age range here when this process started for you.
1: Yeah, it started about forty five. Forty five. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, about eight years ago, um, real, yeah, the real meltdown, I'll call it, and then <laughs> freedom. But um, yeah, about forty five, and um, and I started going on a lot of spiritual retreats and taking time out for myself, which was something I never ever did. Uh-huh. And, well, it's hard uh, to
0: do with the, with kids in the house too, unless you have real support for that.
1: It really is. And there's so much guilt. And, um, I was definitely brought up where, you know, you just don't do that. It's, there's no time for that. You know, you work, you do what you need to do. Work is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, your kids are first and, and of course kids are first and as a mom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it does, it like creeps in. I know it does for me, like just recently I was planning, a trip to go see my best friend, and I haven't seen her in over three years because of the pandemic. And I kept having this thought, oh, maybe I should take my 16-year-old, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, she would love to see that area of the country. She's over in Seattle. It occurred to me one day, no, you do every day for the 16-year-old. Like, it's okay right. to take a trip just for myself with just to go and hang out with my best friend for a couple of days. Like, you know, no one's going to die here. Like no one's even going to be yeah. sad. Like I was probably going to be super happy that oh, I'm know, gone I for know. a little bit, you know, it's <laughs> like, so yeah. hard. Sometimes, the, the, but... Sort of like this guilt of like, oh, I should do more. You know, I should show her another area of the country or I should do this or yeah, it is hard. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Someone said to me one time that, you know, imagine that you have this you know we have to fill our own cup we know that or we know the whole thing on the airplane where you put your own oxygen ma- mask mm-hmm. on first and before your kids but it, we forget that you know when when we translate that into life but someone recently a coach said to me you know imagine you have this kind of water bottle in your own cup and we tend to give our cup to everybody else to fill up but to make us feel whole or to complete. And a lot of times they don't really know what to do with it. When we hand them our cup to make Mm, us feel whole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, you hand your kid our cup and they're like, okay, thanks mom. What do you want me to do with this? Go fill your own cup. Mm -hmm. Um, And they like it when we do things for ourselves and, you know, we come back, they're renewed and we're renewed. So,
0: yes. Yes. So did this, Hypnosis that you were listening to, did it continue to um, heal the vertigo? Like, did the vertigo go away eventually, or is
1: it something that you have to do maintenance on? I'm just curious. No, it did. It did go away, um, and I was on medication for a short period of time because I had started it, and then mm-hmm. I weaned it off against doctor's advice. Um, but I, I did, and then I started to piggyback it with. Other hypnotherapy, so I started to dig deep into the root cause because, you know, the type of hypnotherapy I do is rapid transformational therapy. So we get to the kind of the root cause of,
0: all right, Mm -hmm. what was
1: what was really causing that vertigo in the first place? And um, I got to a lot of um, feelings of abandonment and other issues that my children leaving home and a divorce and being home alone for the first time. In my mm-hmm. life were triggering, and so I started to unpack all of that through hypnotherapy, and so all of that healing is not just one, one thing. Yeah, it really helped, and um, and then I I watched a, a another I guess webinar with Marissa and um, journaled about it and kind of put it away. And it was a, I think a year or so later, I was trying to figure out you know, I had been in my corporate career in higher education 30 years. And so to change something you've done for 30 years is, is a big deal. It is. Yeah. Um, but I I wanted to, and I came across this journal where I had apparently written Marissa Pierce and hypnotherapy is going to change my life. And I wanted to change careers. Wasn't sure what to do. What oh, am I going to do? So you'd and forgotten
0: I, about th- that you had written this and you're yeah, looking back.
1: Yeah. I was I looking back it. Yeah, and I opened it and I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. And literally I enrolled in, in the school that day. So wow, wow. <laughs> it was awesome. like, this is a sign. It. Yeah. It's a sign.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, it's interesting because you probably because of all your, your 30 years in, in corporate higher education, you probably bring so much understanding to clients around what it's like to be in, um, in that environment, even when you're working with rapid transformation, let's say. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, most of my higher education, 25 years of it was in admissions. And so I was always working with students Mm. who were trying to make a decision. And I worked in um, the part of education that wasn't very traditional. So they might've wanted to be mechanics or artists or fashion designers. Mm. So, they were always kind of going against the grain of what society wanted them to do, yeah, yeah. Um, and helping people follow their passion. But you know that requires a lot of self-esteem it and, does. yeah, um, not feeling good enough. And you know, dad's a lawyer, but you know, son wants to be an auto mechanic. What's that about? Or daughter wants to be a fashion designer, and mom's a lawyer. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's kind of full circle back. But when I So I had my own journey with Uh it. It was funny is, okay, I've got to practice what I preach here for all these years with all these students. And now when I work with clients, I know the value of, um, there's not a lot that goes well in life if we don't love ourselves and know that we are Mm -hmm. enough and fill our own cup up. But When we do that, I found relationships and the bank account and all these other things really Start to come in. Yes. Yeah, it's um, interesting
0: because I have just come into alignment. Joan Satan, who I listen to quite a bit and um take some of her programs and have done coaching with as a client. And she's more of a money coach. And she always says that whole that feeling of not enough money is really about you feeling not enough. It has nothing to do with the actual like Mm. money numbers, you know. So So when you begin to practice feeling enough, like you are enough, then the money will follow that is sort of her philosophy, just to, to sum it up just on that one topic, she talks about so much, but, um, so you found that to be true too. When I began to work on feeling enough the the bank account lines up, all kinds of things line up friends, I'm assuming, you know, uh, relationships, all kinds of stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, my, even my own personal journey, part of me not feeling enough was, um, had a lot to do with money. I, I, I would earn it and it would go away. And, you know, part of it was, I was raised, we earned, you know, my Mm -hmm. mom was kind of a paycheck to paycheck thing. So I just sort of thought that's what you did. And, um, but you know we live what we learn, and um yeah, I kept wondering scratching my head like, why do I keep making more? and it just goes away so um, but I did have to 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 really start to value myself because mm-hmm. money's just energy, and when you look at it like energy and I'm energy and money's energy, and I'm enough and the money's enough. And it's a reflection of how I feel about myself. It just completely was a paradigm shift and everything changed. And um, it's not even an issue anymore. And um, so many clients I work with have feelings about money and we would just the things Mm -hmm. we work on have literally nothing to do with money. It's like, wait, nothing to do with food.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, So have you seen how that transform as well? Like some of the clients you've been working with when you begin to work on that stuff?
1: Oh, absolutely. I am so excited. I I just got a message the other day from a, a client who is a very successful prosecutor and so you know great career very very dynamic uh very confident at work but when it came to love relationships she was Mm -hmm. always dating you know narcissists and men who weren't available and just couldn't understand why you know why am i in a people pleaser just would put everything aside that she cared about or meant anything to her to to just um you know a please whatever they wanted. And she wasn't, you know, was obviously not very happy. Um, and we worked on what, what was the root cause of that? What was the reason for that? And she actually Mm -hmm. thought it was because she was adopted. So she thought she felt, Mm -hmm. well, I must not feel like I, I'm needed or wanted. And, and when we went into hypnotherapy, we realized actually that wasn't the issue at all. It was, um, feeling, not safe when she was younger in certain circumstances and the meaning she attached to a few um, things that had happened to her mm-hmm. and realizing that was then And this is now, and she's very, very safe and switching her mindset. But what was wonderful is not only did her relationship improve and she kind of broke up with a lousy boyfriend and she's in a beautiful relationship now, but she's stopped taking anxiety yeah, medication an to goes to court it. now That's we didn't even right. work on added that added bonus <laughs> um you know it, yeah yeah it added added bonus yeah and um and it wasn't even until i had worked with her i think we were on the second or third session that uh-huh um she even disclosed to me and I had asked that she was on that med- on anxiety medication. And she's like, yeah, I don't take it anymore. I'm like, wait a second. We didn't talk about that. Interesting. Interesting. So can uh, you
0: tell us about that was really the nice. rapid transformational um, model? Let's say like when you're talking about rapid, how is this one session? That's sure. two hours. Are you talking three sessions? Like what's, what's the rapid part of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is rapid. So, um, it is anywhere from, it could be one session to three sessions. It, you know, it might be four or five, but it's typically Mm -hmm. one to three sessions and they are about two hours. Um, the model is really, you know, you know, with hypnosis, the mind is so powerful and, and in that suggestive state. So, but rather than just you know, giving suggestions. What we do is we'll get to what is the root cause and reason for the feeling in the first place. So, if it is, um, you know, I'm 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 not good with money, and I want to I want to be better at money, or I'm not feeling confident at work. I'm always self conscious about what I say, or or um, I'm always in bad relationships. So, mm-hmm. we'll get to the root cause and reason for that feeling in the first place. And really dig and find out, and then from there we'll really interrupt and reframe that the reason and the root. And I I think once you find out the root, it's so amazing when people can look at something and have that Mm -hmm. paradigm shift and and say, "Wow, that's that's why I think that." That's you know, that's it's kind of like when you find out Santa Claus isn't real. You don't really need to really say much more. You sort of go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know now he's not real. So you, you know, you have this aha moment, um, and, and knowledge is power. So then it's really just a matter of, of, you know, letting the subconscious accept a new thought and making that new thought familiar. So from there we upgrade the new belief with an audio Mm -hmm. recording that, that they'll listen to for about three weeks, but, um, from there, we'll really upgrade the belief, and it's you know, the audio is customized and um, with whatever came up. Are you with, creating with, this um, audio, whatever that like after that their session
0: and, and sending it to it, or is it part of the session that's recorded that they then take home and listen to? Like, assuming the healing part of the session, like, how is that
1: done? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, kind of how a session works is, um, well, towards the end of the session, once we've really done the work and we've regressed and gone back to maybe three, four different scenes to really help us identify what the Mm -hmm. root cause was, we can figure out that, then we obviously we don't want to just sit there and talk about. All right, now we know why you have this issue. We want mm-hmm. to reframe and change it. We have different techniques that we use with RTT to interrupt and change and and switch it and, and upgrade it. So at the end of that session, um, absolutely right then and there, I will create the audio recording. So it's it's nothing's cookie cutter. It's right then and there, very impactful. I'm using very powerful um, impactful words. Um, so I'll, I'll create it right then and there. And then yeah. afterward I afterwards, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, put it to some, my windows uh, in the creek in my office. So I'm like, I try to get the windows out and maybe <laughs> yeah. do a few edits if the dog barked in the background mm-hmm. or something like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that, an airplane or something, but, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll send it to mm-hmm. them. Um, uh, to you know, add whatever they might like to um, to it. Some people like a, a longer music intro or, or things like that. But um, it's usually about a fifteen-minute audio recording, and and then I meet with clients once a week afterward to touch base with them. And um, whenever you're making you know new thoughts familiar, <laughs> because the mind wants to go back to what's familiar, and what's familiar might not be um what's the best best for that client it might be a belief about low self esteem and you're not mm-hmm. good enough and um you know and and you need to not put yourself first. So we're trying to interrupt that belief and make a new belief familiar. So there could be some resistance. Great, and, great. You know, it, it sounds very similar them to. Feel like they don't want to listen to what it. What I call so core healing was trained in a technique called core healing, that but that sounds very, very really similar important. to
0: that. Where we really are going back, looking for that root cause, and then healing that old belief and creating the new ones. Right, creating the new helpful beliefs. Um, that's gonna that's gonna help them change their lives yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it sounds very very similar so this sounds like a a beautiful process that you do that that core healing I've never heard of that talk a little bit about self-sabotage I know that is one of your specialty areas and um, that does come up, I think when people come in for hypnotherapy. I know in my own experience it does, but you're also saying sometimes it comes up afterwards like we do the healing, we go through that process but the mind keeps want to go keeps wanting to go back to this familiar thought, which is often self-sabotage. like yeah, I mean yeah. sometimes I'll say to someone like, This is actually recently someone came in for insomnia and I'm trained in cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And it's a very, it's not a a hypnosis based treatment. It's a CBT treatment, but there's very specific things you do. And so (laughs) this person comes back the next week and I said, I don't understand you're paying a lot of money to see me. You're taking your time. Why Mm -hmm. would you not do what I recommended? You know, (laughs) like, but it's a straight case of self-sabotage. So why do we do it? And how do you think we end it as well?
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I asked that same question, you know, why, why do you think you didn't listen to your audio all week? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, you know, Marissa Peer who created RTT has these rules of the mind that are so fabulous for, um, Mm -hmm. for us to, to help our clients with. And one of them is that our mind wants to move us away from pain and toward pleasure but what do we link to pain and what do we link to pleasure? You know, we think that Mm. of course we know what pleasure is and we know what pain is, but that depends, you know, when, when we're being, you know, when we're programmed, when we're young, it depends. What did we link to keeping us safe? Keeping us safe might've been, um, you know, uh, staying very timid, um, having some anxiety, being hypervigilant, mm-hmm. um, you know, being on alert, having not, you know, don't say anything right now. That's a dangerous thing for you to speak right now. And so it depends. Why did you link to pain and what did you link to pleasure? So, um, or, you know, eating is a self-sabotaging behavior. Um, many of us have wonderful memories, right? Of, of happy holidays and um, joy and love was expressed through food. And we link a lot of pleasure to that. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, love is not in a hamburger. Love is not in a piece of pie, Um, but we link pleasure to that. So, we have to kind of look at each. Got it. Okay. So let's say someone comes back and, and they haven't listened to the to audio. And then so
0: you're exploring it. with them. So find out how,
1: how what, what is are you linking to, link to those pleasure or why, why does how this, our mind works. So much why does it feel subconscious painful to listen to the audio? Like get concrete with me. You know, if you don't mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. For example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, you know, for example, um, I, let me see Of a client recently who just didn't want to listen to it or was really uncomfortable. So I, uh, recently a client, um, is working on, um, self-esteem and some money blocks and, um, and this is actually mm-hmm. one of my male clients. I don't have too many male clients. And um, he oh. did have some resistance to artistic to b- ability. And he's an artist. Yeah. And his association with money is that I can't really be this incredible artist and express art if I make money. Um, so if I make money, then mm-hmm. I won't really be this beautiful artist. So I want to change. I want to make money, but then I'm going to lose this core part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose this core identity, this beautiful part of who I am. He, he doesn't attach that to, to making money. It's complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, And some things that he was raised with um, were unhappy memories of, he actually was raised in a family that had a lot of money. There was unhappiness to that. So he sees um, being free um, and You know, no no money as complete freedom and separation from kind of the pain that he saw money attached to. So now we're linking, like, no, 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 actually, you can have those things too and still be creative and bring joy to people through your expression. And you were put on the universe to express, and it's your divine right to still. To earn money. Okay. What yes. So you can bring
0: was the original session earning money, earning money. like working on that or something else? Money? Like, did you discover this he when he came back and said, Hey, no, I haven't listened to that audio. Money.
1: How positive they are. He's associates pleasure to earning money. And he's just like busting through the seams now and uh-huh. growing his business and his money block is completely shifted. So that's kind of an example. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. the Very original true. session. Um, and um, so that was, that was the week where he's like, you know what, I'm not listening. I'm finding making excuses um, because, you know, the mind starts to get uncomfortable and say, wait a second, these new thoughts, these aren't safe. I'm, I want to go back to what's safe and what's familiar. These new thoughts are not safe. Oh, and familiar. Got it.
0: Okay. So in that one, you're exploring it a little bit more, you know what happened, but it's also more of a, um, I call it like a booster, a reinforcer of the new way of thinking.
1: Right. And we also, um, you know, we we revisited why in the first place he had that. So we did some inner child, you know, work and revisited why, you know, let's look back okay. at why you didn't feel safe. You mm-hmm. know, when you were five and you were 10, it made mm-hmm. perfect sense that that, you didn't find joy in all that money. And that didn't, that didn't make you feel good. And this is why, and, you know, let's honor that and just love that little boy and understand why he felt that. And that was then, and this is now, instead of saying, of course you should love money and how ridiculous, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, you yeah. know? So um, and once, once you honor and understand, like, yeah, that little boy, of course he, he, he didn't like that when he was treated that way. And, made to feel and, and, and you respect and honor. And he has so much compassion for that side of him. Um, and he could see and honor, you know, his true essence, which is I'm an artist, but I can still make money and I'm not going to be like, um, you know, that part of my family that I, I don't want to be like, I can be my own way and, and, um, make my own, my own money and do good with it. He was able to connect pleasure and joy with it. Um, A big one with self-esteem in women is, is people pleasing. They don't link. I find that they will reject listening to it, their audio recording because they'll find other reasons. Like, you know, I want to take care of my family. I'm doing everything else. So I don't have time to listen to it. I just didn't have time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. Which is really, I don't want to be rejected by anybody else. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to make time for me. So we'll work on why it's important to take time for them and reminding them that they are enough. And mm-hmm. you, in the beginning said something about had the power of, I am not enough. Um, I'll often have clients put in their phone, right on their mirror, put on their computer, just the words, I am enough. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. The changes, just having that show up everywhere in their house writing it on lipstick. If they really want to be bold on their mirror, I am enough. Um, I, I just absolutely love the changes that I see happen to people when they they get back on the phone, they're like, I'm enough. I love it. I'm, you know, they just, these mm-hmm. words are so powerful. They are, they really are
0: powerful. And I think when we, when we work with the subconscious mind to really shift the feeling inside, then the, the outside affirmations and all of that can come into alignment is how I see it. You know, I often find that affirmations don't work if you don't believe them is, okay. is, is what happens. Well, Although yeah. I will tell you, the research does not support that. The research supports like if you continue to say it, you will shift. But, you know, people have resistance to it, all of that kind of stuff. But I find that when we're aligning the subconscious mind, when we are re- aligning that belief as well, with hypnosis with the the exploration with the the rewriting then they're much easier to do and feel inside it's not like seeing, you know someone's reading it on their mirror and thinking well that's bullshit right like
1: right. no you really believe it now so it's well, getting in there yeah and i think when people understand how powerful the subconscious mind is i don't think we realize until you know you have a little chat with someone and say how how incredibly powerful it is and there's these programs and Yes. Your subconscious mind doesn't even know how old you are. It's 95% of how you think, feel, and see the world. You know, that that alone, just understanding how to collaborate with your subconscious mind. It's a partnership, I think.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, sometimes it doesn't cool. feel like that, though, when people do feel like they're self-sabotaging, when no, they don't understand you know, why is my, why is my subconscious mind doing that? It doesn't feel like a partnership. I, I mean, I see part of our job as making it a partnership. Like it really wants to protect you. It's trying to uh, move towards pleasure, right? If you're talking about the pleasure, it is really trying to do that for you. It really isn't trying to create havoc in your life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) what? We need to make friends with it. Like it needs to come along, you know, grow up a little, let's say, right. In a gentle way, like a gentle, loving, caring way.
1: Oh, and one of the things I always tell clients is, you know, our, our conscious mind is our, you know, thinking logic mind and our subconscious are feeling emotion mind. And, Mm -hmm. um, so give yourself a break when, you know, you eat something or say something or do something and say, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why, 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 why did I eat that cake at 10 o'clock at night? You know, emotions will always trump logic and your Mm -hmm. subconscious is your emotion. So what let's go dig in there. Let's go find out what's going on in there because this is not logical. This is not going to come from there. Um, There's a feeling and emotion that if we dig down in there, there's your answer. And I feel, you know, that if you can just surrender a little bit to that, I know with clients when they come into a session, surrender a little bit to that, then we can really go in and get to the root cause and um, dig and find and and find some freedom to, to, we all have programs, we all have limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and we can, you know. Once, once you understand the magic of hypnotherapy and the power of it and how our mind can respond to pictures and words and suggestions, um, then, it's, then you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to work on something else. It's true. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I often find too that once we work on those those, let's say, um, really important ones, like feeling worthy, feeling like you're enough, feeling like you're loved and cared for by yourself, you know, like loving and caring for yourself, let me put it that way, then often the other ones will fall away. That self-sabotage experience will fall away. So it's like, yeah, let's work on the deeper, important ones. And then these little ones just seem to disappear. Yes. It seems like, but you can always use hypnosis or hypnotherapy to go back in and target them really. Yeah. Once you and have that experience and you know that it, um, it feels good and it works and it it does transform your
1: life. Right. And with, with self-esteem and doubt and working with that so much with women, you know, I always remind them you are in the longest relationship with yourself you will ever have the yes. longest romance, the longest relationship, if you met the love of your life or you have the love of your life, what are the words you'd want to hear every single day and say Mm -hmm. those to yourself and do the things you would do with someone that, you know, do those things to yourself. I mean, the cool thing is, is you don't have to dress up for yourself. You don't have to shave your legs for yourself. You don't have to go nip and tuck anything for yourself. So have this long loving romantic relationship with yourself, because we forget the fact that, this is the longest relationship we're ever going to have is with ourselves, For sure. Yeah. What do you want to, what do you want to hear and say those things to yourself? You know, you're wonderful. I love hanging out with you. I love to hear the things you have to say.
0: Um, Those can be
1: very, very powerful.
0: Agreed. Well, we are coming to the end of our time here. Can you please let people know how to find you if they'd like to work with you?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So, my website is wisewoods.com. It's W I S E woods, W O O D S.com. And book.wisewoods.com is where you can go to schedule a one hour freedom to self belief call with me. And we can go on there and schedule a time, and I will go work with you to kind of work out what is it that you want to be free from when it comes to self-doubt and give you some rules of the mind and some tips and suggestions and see if it's something that you want to dig in and, and further explore. I also have freebies and things on there too. Okay, great. What's one of your freebies? One of the things I'm working on now that's on there is an empowerment worksheet, a daily practice that gives you some great things to do every day to feel empowered. Um, work on a praise muscle every day, things to say to yourself every day, little easy things that you can do, but really help empower. Everything I try to do is about empowerment. So
0: Fantastic. Great. Well, thank you so much for the interesting conversation today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Liz. I appreciate it.